Hey, welcome back to the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I am here with Jordan, Zach, and Ritter. We got four people today for another mock draft. We're going to run a super flex mock draft. How are you guys doing today? What up? How you doing? It's it's our draft week. I might be doing too good right now. Yeah. Yep. We go camping uh, and not, not a week from today. A week from today, we go camping. So A week from tomorrow. Yeah. Sign for it. <laughs> I'll be there a week from today. All right. Well, I mean, I'd love if I could go Thursday. Got to get, get there early to get the good spots. So. Yep. Got to get the good good camping spots. I got to get there early to take same spot. Well, I'll be there early Friday morning, pretty early, hopefully before noon. That's what's up. I can't you, wait. You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. So Exactly. Exactly. So you got to be there in the a.m. so you can get it going. Yep. Breakfast, beer. Lunch beer, dinner beer. It's perfect. Yeah, I have a I snack know. beer and, and somewhere in between too. True. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, I forgot forgot about the second lunch beer. But you know, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we got it figured out. Uh, it's gonna be a good time though. Getting getting everybody together again and just hanging out and hopefully this year is better weather than we had last year and we could actually enjoy the camping trip. So yeah, I'm. I'm, hey, I'm fingers crossed. I'm not gonna project anything yet. I'm gonna, you know, just just keep my fingers crossed and hope for the best. But I'm out there either way. So I am gonna project that the um, combine champion repeats, though. That was oh, pretty good about that. Definitely not, not happening. Happen. Yeah, Red. we need we we need to say I need to I need to message your wife. We need to discuss some rule changes. Uh, I will be messaging your wife to make sure you don't win this year. I mean, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. If you can't beat me, I get it. I I, I beat you last year. It was just that stupid drunk test I had to take. Finding any way to win, even if it's not legal. (laughs) Exactly. After, after a solid 36 hours of drinking and debauchery, we had to take the wonder lick test as part of it. And, uh, Really separated the men from the boys there. <laughs> hey, I did. I did surprisingly well on that. You test, did good. As you did, did good. you, Zach? Yeah, I, yeah, I think we, 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 we had the score, but but yeah, I think I had just a slightly faster time than you. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. two questions right, and is <laughs> the reason why I lost because I had a good lead going into that stupid test, and then I only got two questions, and that was that was the end for me. You that were, sounds like even the worst. <laughs> that sounds like my high school experience, though. Like I'm rocking a solid C, you know, and then the final comes. So. <laughs> yeah, that uh, was great. I, think I just was doing it way too mm-hmm. slow, and uh, like I had half the test uh, to do in like one minute. I'm like, oh, well, that's not good. Yeah, super <laughs> slow test though. Though it I happens. will say, I was rocking a solid lead until we had to do a whole repeat halfway you through. You didn't so. have a solid lead. You were barely ahead of me before that repeat. Barely ahead? I was ahead of you by like every event. Negative. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider. Uh, we're okay. we're going to see how this year goes we're down. We're going to try and take some videos for everybody, post some stuff to Twitter and uh, it, There's it's going to be definitely going to be videos this year. For sure. That 40-yard dash is definitely going online. Yeah, it's gotta. That was <laughs> way too funny. Into the woods. Uh, that was yes. great. I will definitely be falling. My the, knees are so messed up that I... The tipsy bat 40-yard 
Dash and Chuck may lose a touch of magic without like an inch of mud, though. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that is kind of true. Yeah. And being laid down by your soaking wet clothes. <laughs> yeah, 30, 30 pound sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, good times, though. All right. Well, should we hop into uh, Superflex? Let's do it. Did, do we have this set up for any reason? I mean, not that it makes. It kind of, I mean, it makes a little bit of a difference, but this is just straight super flex, not tight end premium or anything like that, right? Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. assume every league is 0.5 unless otherwise stated. Okay. But, uh, so it's there's four of us. We're each going to pick three times per round. Uh, our first pick, we're going to pretend that that is a rebuilding team. Uh, our second pick will be a, what do you want to call it? Like a, a middling or a fringe playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. And then our third pick will pretend we're contenders. Uh, Brandon, you're used to that. Oh, <laughs> well played. Fired. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. Well played. Uh, mm-hmm. It's okay. No, you, no. you lost. You lost it too. It's fine. You lost oh, it too. You get, to, so. you get to lead us off after that, Brandon. Yeah. Take, yeah. take a breath. Don't mess yeah. this one up. And for those of you who are new, a, a big part of drafting is a psychological warfare. So, like, you're really getting the full experience here. True. Yeah. Love it. Well, uh, I'm still going to take Bijan. It didn't work. Um, so, Bijan 101, no matter what, super flex, not super flex, go to Bijan. So, yeah, I hear he's pretty good. Yeah, he might be okay. Well, speaking of might be okay, uh, the. Highest risk, but possibly highest upside at 102. Uh, Anthony Richardson, the the cheat code incarnate. Um, we don't know if he can throw like ten yard passes, but but we know he can he run. Maybe great. Yeah, <laughs> we know he can run for sure. Uh, at three here, I'm taking Bryce Young. Uh, you know, stable quarterback for a super flex situation. Let's give it a go. He's going to get a long shot in in the NFL. Yeah. And this one's pretty simple, too. Uh, best uh, QB left on the board, you know, get C.J. Stroud. Best oh, mid-value between, you know, Anthony and uh, Bryce. So get the best of both worlds in there a little bit. So this is where uh, it gets kind of tough. I think five and six are kind of interchangeable. I think it depends on the layout of your team. This is, again, like a fringe playoff team. So it kind of depends on what you need at the position, but I'm still going to go with Jameer Gibbs um, at the one Oh five spot. Yeah. I said on the last episode, I I don't see any real reason to take JSN over Gibbs. And I stand by that, but uh, I will gladly take him at pick six. Um, Whether he's going to be wide receiver three or two on that team, he's going to, he's going to be good and good for years to come. Yep. And I'm going to pretty happily take Jordan Addison here with uh, the seventh overall pick. I think he's a really good prospect, and I like him the most of the next tier. Good landing spot, too. You know, yep. I think they're going to I think they're going to use him. So uh, this one's where it gets really tough for me. I'm not a huge Quentin Johnson fan. Um, I'm actually going to go Will Levis. I don't like uh, Will Levis that much, but he's a super flex. So. I think that mid-round team, you should probably go for the safest bet in terms of production and, uh, you know, quarterbacks are king. Okay. Now, uh, I actually am going to go with uh, 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was I was pretty set here. Um, I am going to go with Quentin Johnson. Uh, I do like QJ. I like the landing spot. I think we'll see a little bit more out of him after Keenan Allen um, moves on, probably at the end of the season, possibly even you know middle of the season, depending on what we see out of the team or out of him. Um, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with QJ. All right. Well, in this similar spot on our last mock single QB, I took Zay Flowers this spot, but if I'm a contender here, I think I'm going to take the only running back that went in the second round. I know the, the situation's murky, but give me Zach Charbonnet at pick 10. Nice. Good pick. I would have taken him if you didn't. Uh, but then since he's gone, I'm going to stick with first round wide receivers. I'm going to take Zay Flowers. Yep. Nice. What do you think the split will be with Charbonnet and uh, Walker? I think it's going to be whoever you have, the other guy's going to get more carries. Pete Carroll just loves to mess with fantasy owners, and he loves running backs, so. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what what's going to happen. Both young, really capable running backs, and it's going to be kind of an interesting situation. Yeah. All right, Ritter, good. round out round one. So, would now I think, uh, yeah, this would be the team that won it all. So I'm going to go a uh, little bit risky. Uh, I'm going to go Devon A. Chain. Love the situation. Love the talent. Uh, you know, can rely on those big plays. I like nice. it. I, I do like it. Uh, um, we were successful at that. We got through the first round in five minutes. Yes. Now we got. We should have plenty Speed of time practice. to do three rounds. So we can get a little deeper on these guys. I like it. I like it. Um, let's. I'm gonna go as like a rebuilding team. I like to go with more of a wide receiver rather than a running back. So with the two one. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jonathan Mingo um, with the two-one spot. Being able to build new quarterback together, and there's really not a clear wide receiver one there. He could build into the wide receiver one spot there. For sure, that's a good pick. I like that. I like Mingo a lot. Um, I definitely like him more than Downs and Mims. So I think he's kind of. It, Don't hate weird. on Mims. Uh, no, I like Mims. How, how dare I'm not you? saying I don't like Mims. I just Mingo's situation is so <laughs> officially like, rec- uh, recorded hates Mims. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I hate fan. here. I'll t- yeah, I hate Marvin Mims because he's a Bronco. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I wish him the best in his career, but over the next few years, I hope it's not that great for him. Um, <laughs> such, then, so, uh, such a good guy, but like. Um, uh, it's the situation and like once you get to this spot in the draft the tears as it the tears kind of really fallen off from like just the uh you know statistical probability of success for a lot of these guys so yeah. you know you're looking at third round running backs or you're looking at tight ends who rarely do anything in their first year or you're looking at later round wide receivers you know in the later second and third round so mingo uh, i like it the the common thought in Dynasty and one I've really like held true to is like when you're in a rebuild, you start with, you know, wide receivers, quarterbacks, those like guys that hold their value long term. But maybe it's just I've convinced myself this year because I'm taking running backs in our league. But the, the the more I look at it, it's you know, running backs 
they play their first contract at least. So four to five years, five years for a first round, four years after that. And these guys are getting drafted at 20, 21 years old. Running backs don't fall off until 26 typically and then off the cliff by 30. So I'm going to take Kendry Miller here. He's 20. It's a little bit murky this year, you know, given the Saints have two other good running backs, but one may be suspended. One may be have just had a great year last year Um, in Williams. He had, you know, all those touchdowns. I really don't think he's going to do that again. So, you know, if you're rebuilding for more than four years, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) So if I, if I feel like I'm going to get four years of production out of a running back at 20, you know, he'll be 24 by the time his contract ends. Like I'll take that risk. Plus I just really like him as a prospect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked his tape before the draft, so he's a player that I'm for sure excited about. Um, uh, I mean, you know, you could very well be in a rebuild situation where you got some good wide receivers last draft, and you're hoping those guys develop this year, and mm-hmm. you're needing to add some running back depth. So I don't think that's a a bad move at all. Um, I'm starting to look at maybe Dalton Kincaid here. He's going in the first round in a lot of drafts and uh, you know, with the one, three, you're not a content or the two, three here, but you're not a you know, we're saying this is not a contending team. So uh, taking a shot on a high upside tight end who could potentially help you in the next two or three years and be a really, you know, a difference maker at that position, I think is a smart idea, especially with, you know, who else is already off the board. So I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid here. I like it. I was going to go with him with the two fives. So. And similarly, uh, I know it's going to be a little bit earlier but than most people say, but I am also going to take tight end. I'm going to get the other premium uh, tight end at this point. So Michael Meyer, Mayer, whatever his name is. Um, but if you're rebuilding, thinking long-term, this is the most ready now. And uh, I've been monitoring also that uh, Devonte Adams situation. If he gets traded, uh, they're going to have to throw it to somebody. And they don't have a really deep room. So I think that that actually could turn around into something really productive pretty quick. And he's the most, you know, NFL ready of the talent. Has there, has there been real Adams trade talk? Or is that just like Twitter being Twitter? No. Well, I, I mean, mean there hasn't been Adams trade talk, but there's been him being unhappy, which you can imagine if they start slow, he could maybe force a trade. We've seen it. There has been rumors about uh, Hunter Renfro possibly being traded. So I would expect that to be more likely than Devontae Adams, just at least given the contract situations. Um, But yeah, there has been like talk of Devontae Adams is not happy with how things are going in Vegas, but uh, you know, well, that they cut we, his best friend. I mean, that makes a little sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've you know we've heard stuff like this before, and then players have come off that to have an awesome season, and stay with the team, and so you know, I I don't think it's necessarily like one of those where there's smoke, there's fire situations. It could easily just be like a lot of smoke that's you know coming from. It is Vegas. I mean, beat reporters got to have stuff to talk about this time of year. Everybody can't just be like in the best shape of their career. There's already 5 million stories of that. So that's true. But my, my main reasoning is it's not that you're going to guarantee on it. You're not going to gamble on something that may or may not happen, but you can gamble on talent. You can gamble on, uh, gamble on, uh, 
you know, where he was taken. And then there are multiple roads which would lead to him having a, a big role early on. And a trade that might happen, may, may not, uh, could also kind of amplify that and expedite that growth. So that's just for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, I am going this, – this isn't a homer pick, so get off me. I know y'all are going to say it. I am going to take Marvin Mims. Um, I think that there's a chance that depending on how Denver starts out this season or even at the end of the season that Sutton or Judy, someone moves on and it, it could be in the middle of the season even, and that's going to open up a spot for Mims to be able to, you know, go into that wide receiver two you know, spot on this team, which, you know, I'm hoping personally works out pretty well, but it, you know, it could work out well for him. So. Go. All right, I'm a I'm a fringe playoff team. I already took JSN with my first pick. I'm probably not going to go wide receiver here. I feel like I've got like another starter who's pretty decent. Um, I I feel like his ADP is too low. I will take him probably and be wrong in almost all of my drafts. Uh, I love the landing spot. I'm taking Roshan Johnson. Two <laughs> I knew that's, that's, that's my guy. The the mid second round or even the second round in general is just like go get your guy territory. Like throw ADP out the window, take Absolutely. the risk on it. Yep. Uh, here at the two seven, uh, I like a lot of the names here still. Um, as as far as exactly what you said, just like find your guy, the guy you like, and go get him. Um, so there's really two names I'm torn between here, but. Uh, I'm really rising on this guy I'm going to take, which is Jordan Reed, the wide receiver for Green Bay. Uh, yep. So um, He's I'm another one whose ADP is too low. Yeah. Uh, I considered Jordan Reed at the 2-3. So the, with him still J- being... Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, You're yeah. Jordan. He's Jaden. I am Jordan. He's Jaden. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am Spartacus. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm... I'm definitely rising on Jaden Reed. Uh, that situation, you know, like I think they don't aren't aren't super happy with Dobbs. He played okay last year, but I think they can they're looking to get more out of a second receiver there. So uh, they spent the draft capital on Jaden Reed, and we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I like that. Uh, for me, mid level, hmm, I do like Josh Downs. Uh, do like their reports and got Rishi Rice. That's also about here. I think. I think I'm just gonna go a little bit riskier, middling team, just in case he does blow up. Like the talent, I'm gonna take Tajay Spears right here. You know, get a a high end uh, running back. Just going with the Tennessee stack. Yep. it's guaranteed to work every day yeah Yeah, building your team around the tennessee titans backups great i mean if i've known anything it's that tennessee titans for my entire 35 years on this planet have an elite offense every year so i get it yeah rabel offensive mastermind Uh, no I, i like spears i you know he's maybe good for three or four years but i mean that's he's a running back so he might be good for three or four years regardless of his situation but in, in, in the middle, you 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 are kind of banking on someone to hit bigger than you think. So you go, yeah, you know, he might be a flame that burns shortly, but brightly. So why not? Why not take that risk? Yeah. So I'm 
these are you know four competing teams. I I'm not I'm not real high on Josh Downs. Um, one just because we don't know what the passing volume is going to even be for them, um, and you know they've already got pretty good receiver there. That's going to be the wide receiver one. I'm going to take the risk because. You never know who the wide receiver one is going to be in Kansas City this year, so I am going to go with Rishi Rice. I like it. All right, I uh, so I took Zach Charbonnet for this team in the first round, and uh, continuing to take handcuffs with all of my picks, uh, I'm going to take Tank Bigsby here. Um, Hasty produced when ETN wasn't in or in very much. Um, I think Bigsby is definitely. I don't know how he's a great prospect, but he's definitely better than Hasty. So I like it. I like where Jacksonville's headed and ETN. It's too early to say he's got, you know, um, injury prone, but he does have an injury history. So very true. That was who I wanted at this pick. So that's a bummer. <laughs> um, no, I like the Tank Bigsby pick. Uh, that was who I was be- torn between uh, at 2 7 was Jaden Reed and Tank Biz- Bigsby. Um, I like the opportunity there with, uh, you know, ETN and he's had some injury history. So uh, Tank could could end up getting a lot more carries than people think. Uh, Let's see here. So I'm going to go with another guy who's kind of in a similar situation where he could end up walking into a lot of touches. Uh, I'm going to go with Chase Brown. Uh, Landon in Cincinnati. Uh, we don't really know what the long-term situation is going to look like for Mix in there, um, but that you know they lost Samaj P. Ryan in the off-season over to the Broncos, and so uh, there, there's really a wide-open depth chart there behind Joe Mixon, and we don't know how long Mixon's there. So I think it's a great spot, and uh, this is this is where I want to take a guy like that who's got that really high upside, even though. Um, you know, I mean, he, he could have an extremely low floor, you know, he may, he may never see the field, but, um, as a competitive team, as a team that's competing for the championship, probably this year, that's, that's the kind of guy you want to go for is somebody with the upside, not just looking for like a floor play in a situation like this. I like that. I think in the similar vein, um, you know, I see some things like I do like downs and, you know, got to buy into that hype of the, what is it, the parking lot passes or something that he's doing with uh, AR. Um, but I think uh, it's really close, actually. I kind of like Tillman here. But I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hyatt. Um, he can also walk into a situation where he's going to be uh, the go-to guy, possibly, uh, for that. So anytime you can possibly get a receiver one in the offense, uh, you know, you could take that and if that goes, then that just makes it the winning team even more winning. Or <laughs> yeah, I like it. No, that's a really well, good well said. Well said at the end there. <laughs> yes, nailed <laughs> it. Uh, that's a no. That's this is the perfect spot to take these these guys who uh, you know. I mean, they really could end up not being guys you can ever play in fantasy football, but uh, nothing's ever guaranteed at the back of the second round in a dynasty draft. So you're just taking shots and. Um, you like who you like, but I'm not a huge Hyatt fan, but I think this late is fine for, for Jalen Hyatt. I think I'd rather have Josh Downs if I was drafting, but that's, you know, that's just me. I just think that Jalen Hyatt, like I like Downs better than Hyatt, but I think that Hyatt has a better chance. And if you're in a win now championship roster, I think that the 
the ceiling is higher for Hyatt. I like Downs a lot, and as high as I am on Richardson, I have faded all of their receivers until, uh, you know, I am inevitably proven wrong, but... (laughs) Yep. Okay, so now we're on to the 3-1 spot. Uh, Again, this is likely a team, you know, barring no trades, that has, you know, one of the worst worst rosters on the on the team here probably somebody that's looking at a couple years of rebuild um at least a year two years worth of rebuild so um i'm actually gonna go a different route here i'm gonna go with uh sam laporta tied in for detroit um (laughs) (laughs) it's clearly a really good choice and um mainly just because I i think he does have a chance to get in and be a, a tight end now. I like the direction that Detroit is going. I really liked the way their offense looked at the end of last year. They bring in Jameer Gibbs. You know, they, they have an exciting offense that's high scoring and they have a terrible defense. So there's always a chance that he gets those targets. And we don't know, it may not be this year, but eventually they're they're going to be, you know, utilizing him. I've seen some really weird rankings by some PFF guys and stuff like that have Laporta up there way higher than I would have I, I would um above he's my Goddard tight end. and he's my tight end too in this class. I like him way more than Mayor for fantasy. Yeah. Just like I don't know, overall like dynasty though, like above Goddard, I think that's a little odd to me. But yeah, no shot. You know, I, I you know I, I like him as a prospect, but I just couldn't have him that high. So a three one, that's where I'm gonna go with. So let's start. All right, so when I was talking down about you know fading Colts receivers, that was that was actually uh, Team Nine saying that. So as oh. Team Two, um, <laughs> I think they're great. <laughs> well, I, I I really I I do fade sure, them, okay. you know. However, the talent, the the draft capital, like he's he's going second pick in the third round. He probably should go higher than that. I'll I'll feel feel comfortable taking him there, and the stack. You got the stack now, so yeah, I do. Yeah, it's good value for sure. I I definitely think he should be going higher than that. Um, three three here. Uh, you know, I kind of like Zach Evans possibly having a role there for the Rams, but I think at this point in the third, like, uh, I should probably do for a rebuilding team is take a wide receiver who has the draft capital who, you know, like a lot of people weren't necessarily talking about him, but he's obviously like the team likes him. He's likely to get an opportunity. So uh, I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals, Michael Wilson here. Oh, okay. Mixing it up. I like it. Well played. Well played. Had to find him. He was down there a bit. Yeah, sorry, I was looking for him, (laughs) struggling. But, uh, you know, he was uh, drafted in the second, right? Yeah. Uh, Or third, third, but yeah. 94th overall. Yeah, 94th overall. Beginning of the third. third. Beginning of the third round. Um, So, you know, that's pretty good draft capital compared to the guys that are left on the draft board now that uh, Josh Downs went. and so, uh, yeah, I'm just going to take a shot there. There's a couple other guys, but I don't, I'm not huge fans of them. So I think Michael Wilson's got a shot in this offense to 
really take over uh hopkins you know there's been a lot of rumors about a hopkins trade so we'll see if that comes down eventually but either way the depth chart is pretty wide open behind him like you know there's gonna be there's gonna be some opportunities hollywood brown's there still but uh, and rondell moore when he stays healthy yeah i don't know i have rondell moore on a team and i'm worried like i'm kind of giving up on him but my favorite part though when you click on sleeper and it says analysis check back shortly uh-huh <laughs> check back shortly for fantasy impact <laughs> we're not really sure what to think about michael wilson but <laughs> all right ritter who are you going with so this is tough i i really like cedric tillman and uh i mentioned him the last one uh and I, I'm really tempted to go there. Also, they did draft him relatively high. I think he was there. Wasn't it Cleveland's first pick of the draft was Cedric? Uh, so I think that that I really want to go that way, but I'm going to go with Hendon Hooker. Um, just because with this, I know this team, um, you know, uh, it's a rebuilding team. So I think that, as we've mentioned, uh, just Detroit's very exciting. And so if Goff isn't the long-term uh, future, they did draft a hooker, and he has all the weapons and the time to develop. And so it could be something that's really exciting. Also, just the third round, and someone who'd been talked up uh, leading up to the draft of being drafted much higher, I think that that's there's a lot of potential there to get a lot of value. So I'm going to you know, take that risk in the third round, uh, not you know risking too much, and uh, hopefully I get a home run. I'm I'm glad you took him. I mean, that value is insane given where he normally goes. But I've pretty much talked myself to being completely out on him. Um, Same. But I mean, that value given his ADP is, you know, he's not going to play this year. But if Goff struggles, sucks, whatever. I mean, there's an opportunity next year and. You know, you already took... Goff is historic Goff. I mean, Goff went to the Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. I know. So, I'm, but you know, he... what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, he beat you in a me. championship. So. <laughs> the the amount of people who could beat me <laughs> is vast and wide. Um, all the NFL players, all the you know D League uh, college players are better than me as people. You know, and <laughs> just in general. So, like, I didn't go that far. But... <laughs> no, we okay, this just we got know. really dark. Um... <laughs> no, but so... it's, you know, seriously, it's a uh, um, Goff has had uh, middling reviews many years. He's been kind of a disappointment with you know Sean McVay. He's always had a lot of weapons around him, and there's always been question marks if he can live up to it. I mean, he has performed and he is, you know, he last year, he was great. I took him as a value play uh, in one of our leagues and, you know, he was a viable starter. I think he ended up being the 10th best quarterback for the year. So not shading him at all, but there always are those questions of, is he the guy? And so I think that it's, it's reasonable to take some capital when you're not necessarily, uh, you know, the consensus isn't always there that he is the long-term solution. Now I know they like him, but still, I think it's uh, worth a shot. 
Yeah, we'll see if the contract extension comes. There's been a lot of talk of that, and I would say if there if a contract extension comes before our rookie draft, I would be completely out on Hendon Hooker. Yep. But if it doesn't, also, you got to shoot that shot. Especially the other thing is like, uh, look how expensive that quarterback is. They have a, a young roster, so in a couple of years, a lot of contracts are going to start uh, coming in. And do you want to spend fifty million dollars a year on a uh, on a quarterback? He ain't getting fifty million a year. I know, but the price rises every year. Maybe. Just he's still going to demand a lot if he's good. And you know, on a team that's younger, what they're going they're not going to be. They're not Kansas City. They're not going to get discounts. That's true. True. I am. I am going to take uh, Zach Evans here. Um, I like the landing spot. I like the potential. Um, this is a team that has a chance of competing right in that range of you know possibilities. You know, already got Gibbs and you know Mims. Zach Evans, if it doesn't pan out, it's a third round pick, but I really like the landing spot and there is a possibility for him to take over that backfield. Yeah, you really just got to ask yourself, do you believe in Cam Akers or not? And if you don't believe in Cam Akers, Evans is probably worth taking earlier than this in your rookie drafts, you know, or like very early third, maybe even late second, uh, just depending how you feel about that situation, because there's there's a lot of work to be had in that Rams offense for the running back, whoever the starter is. And if you're not convinced by what Akers been able to do since coming back from the Achilles, then uh, yeah, Evans is a great pick. Yeah, Still I mean, hoping if... for Kyrene Williams. <laughs> uh, good luck. <laughs> uh, You're gonna wait a while. <laughs> if Stafford plays, which is seems to be pretty up in the air, I mean, that I don't think the Rams are going to be good as a team, but their offense could definitely move the ball and put him in position to score touchdowns too. Yep. They still got Stafford and Cooper Cup, so they can make stuff happen on that side of the ball. All right. Uh, 306. I've already taken a couple win now players because I'm trying to make that playoff push on my middling team. I am going to take a bit of a longer term uh, shot here with my third pick. Uh, Luke Musgrave went in the second round, um, like 40 something overall. I. He's big. He's kind of slow, but um, you know, if if love is good, he's gonna throw it. I I I don't know. I I'm not. I don't know what to think of Green Bay. I, and a lot of people are saying they're gonna be awful. I don't think they're gonna be awful. I think I think they're gonna be closer to 500 than terrible. But I think they could they could still be a dark horse in that division this year. I know everybody's hyping up the Lions, myself included. But I think it's gonna be closer than people expect. It's not and, a good division overall. It's very, very smashed together. Like they're all very mid, and they could, all of them could surprise on either side, either being a lot better or a lot worse than we think they are. So that, that Vikings team was the, one of the, the biggest yeah, overperforming yeah. teams in recent memory. I mean, they <laughs> won all, all those games by like one score, which historically isn't usually repeated. So yeah, I, I, they spent decent capital on them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take the risk with, with Musgrave. Yep. Good. All right. So I am up at three seven. Um, team trying to get to a playoff push. I took Jordan Addison and Jaden Reed. Like both of those guys, I think Addison's probably contributing pretty much right away for that team. Um, 
you know, hopefully filling a need at wide receiver too. And uh, so here I think is probably a spot to, again, kind of take, uh, you know, take a shot at an upside guy who, if he doesn't pan out, well, we're, you know, getting late into the third round. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but I'm going to go with Dwayne McBride. Uh, this Minnesota running back, uh, and with the situation, you know, we're constantly hearing rumors about Dalvin Cook's going to be traded. Dalvin Cook's going to be cut. If they can't trade him, like, they're pretty committed to having his uh, contract off the books for this season. We just keep hearing it over and over again. And so uh, at, at some point, you got to take a shot on a guy who very well could, you know, uh, be competing with Alexander Madison for the starting role there. And Madison's flashed, but he's never really had like a huge role for more than a couple games at a time, like three or four. So um, it's, you know, it's possible McBride could just be better than him right out of the gates, or even if not, he could have a valuable backup role there. Um, Madison's, you know, he's, he's a running back, running backs can always get hurt. So I think this is, this is where you should take a shot on a guy like that. You know, a similar vein to like Zach Evans and Chase Brown, where it's like the incumbent is not necessarily somebody you're uh you know expecting to carry your team to a championship so they could very well be pushed aside for one of these younger guys yeah okay i was actually eyeing him a little bit too um with this pick my my middling pick i'm gonna obviously go down the board and find another tennessee player to pick um i don't know who that is uh so just going to take a second, scroll well, down. Cedric Tillman played in Tennessee for college. Oh, oh. Well, then that, that, that makes it happen. No, I was actually going to go Cedric Tillman. I can't talk about him two rounds in a row and then not take him. Uh, this is my guy. I would take him higher. Um, and so, you know, I like the talent. I like the, that they drafted him uh, where they did. And um, although Cooper is really uh, – not appreciated uh, by certain people in this uh, this podcast. I oh, will say I feel seen. that <laughs> <laughs> I will say it. You know, in terms of long term play, um, I think there, there's room for immediate growth and a role because I think Watson does get a resurgence. Um, you know, getting that rust off now, get playing a full year, getting a whole off season program. Um, but also long-term, if you're thinking about contracts and what could play out, I think that this is a good, you know, win, um, not win now, win later, but like, uh, there could be immediate value and long-term value here. Um, like I said, I've talked about this guy a little bit, uh, in the last two choices and I, I pulled the trigger here. Yeah. I like Cedric Tillman. Uh, you know, good size. Uh, it's it's not terrible draft capital. We've seen plenty of third round wide receivers have good careers, um, and so he could be a contributor on this team if they if Watson can get things figured out. It was you know not very pretty for that offense most of last year. They got a lot of wide receiver twos on that team. I mean, I was yeah. really high on DPJ Donovan yeah. Jones, and they keep adding other wide receiver twos. So like maybe I was wrong on that, but like they keep getting white. You know, looking for that second guy that's who i was going to ask about was donovan people's jones do you get like how where do you feel between the two of them cedric tillman and donovan people's jones for like this year if you were just drafting for say a best ball format who would you rather have donovan people's jones 
we saw toward the end of last season that he had somewhat of a rapport with Watson. Yeah. And if it continues, yeah. uh, you know, I could see him having uh, far more of an impact than Cedric Tillman, I think, this year. Well, and it's kind of weird. Like, they're not stereotypically slot receivers, but Tillman, DPJ, and Cooper all have played the slot quite a bit in their career as uh, Moore, who they got from the Jets, also is a slot receiver. Um, so they, I, they can kind of interchange them where they line them up. So I, I don't know. But for best ball, I may go Hyatt just because of the speed. Um, you know, just kind of hoping for that one big play. Oh, uh, no, between Cedric oh, I'm Tillman, sorry, Tillman. And Donovan Tillman. Tillman. Okay. What yeah. about. Uh, I, I think DPJ is better, but for best ball, I may go Tillman. Oh, with Elijah Moore in there, like that really does complicate things because you've got three guys there behind Cooper, and we really don't know who it's going to be and how valuable that position is going to be, no matter who it is. So, yeah, maybe end up being all of them, and none of them are playable in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying don't take Cedric Tillman in your rookie drafts. I'm saying you know for season long, we definitely need more clarity before I'd want to invest anything in any of these guys. So you know, super late in your best ball drafts to take a shot on one of them is probably okay. But uh, you know, if you're starting to draft for a keeper leagues or redraft or anything, this is a situation I'd probably want to try and steer clear of. I get that, but also the the one thing I will say. I like DPJ. I traded for him in the offseason in one of our leagues. Um, you know, Elijah Moore is a good talent, and they got him for a good thing. They went, and as I mentioned, they went and drafted him as their first pick of the draft, and that was after they had acquired those other two. And I think that speaks volumes into how they uh, they see that valuation. Now, they're going to do scattershot. I think that they're loading up and seeing which ones fit, and they're going to decide later. Uh, so, and they're going to give those weapons to kind of help facilitate, uh, Watson because they'd made that huge investment in Watson. But I don't think that you take your highest pick in a draft for a guy who you think is going to have a minor role. I think they envision him to be the number two and possibly in the future, number one. Uh, I think that's what they're hoping to envision. That's at least my optimistic view. And this is from a person who does like the other talent on that roster um i just think that you know you know we get afraid because they're like oh there's other people there one head always rises there's always going to be someone to rise up so if you do think that there's a chance that this is going to be the two i think that yeah there's a chance we're cannibalizing but that's why i don't get them in the first and that's why i let them slide um so i don't think with a third round and you know and honestly some of the people around here i'm seeing like you know Seeing like Kayshawn Booty, who dropped Tank Dell, who's tiny. Um, Look, I think we're all overthinking it. It's David Bell's position to win. Like that's the guy. That's right. That's it. Yeah, we all forgot about David Bell. Uh, I totally oh, forgot I about David Bell. So did, so did their general manager. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but and like I said, you, they made an investment, and this was the last investment they had. And I think it's, it's substantial. I think that there is enough to hint that they do envision that substantial role. I like it. All right. So with this one, I am going to go with the guy that you just mentioned that is tiny. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Tank Dell. <laughs> you know, he was taken. He was taken with you know the 69th pick, I believe. Am I right there? Yeah, nice. 69th pick. Yep. <laughs> That's why he's getting drafted by me. Um, no, but like, I mean, really. They got a young quarterback now. 
And the receivers there, there's really no one that good. I mean, they, they got Robert Woods, Nico Collins. Mechie is going to get a, hopefully a season back in now. Um, you know, and there's a chance he could carve out a role there. And at, you know, this point, this team isn't necessarily needing someone to plug in right away. And we don't know what he's going to turn into. And, you know, going in with a young quarterback, they could develop something, you know, together and it could end up being a pretty decent pick in, you know, the third round. So that's why I'm going to go with good old Tank Dell. Mini Taco. I, I could see him. All right, so <clears throat> this team, I lost in the semifinals, right? Pick 10 out of 12. I've already gone Charbonnet and Bigsby. I'm going to complete the high T draft <laughs> with like, my last pick of the draft. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a risk, you know, but, like, I came so close last year, I got to really you know, find something to put me over the top. And I'm going to draft the undrafted Sean Tucker, who signed with Tampa. Ooh. Uh, Okay, so I was I enamored it. with Sean Tucker all through like the last season because I, I knew I was going to have a bunch of picks in a couple of different leagues, and I was just watching college just for the sake of running backs, and I'm not really a college fan. Uh, he had some medical concerns that supposedly have since been cleared. Like with, He had like a heart issue, which is scary. Um, I think Tampa's offense is going to be not great, to be kind, but I'm also... I don't believe in Rashad White. Uh, I'm the world's biggest Chase Edmonds hater. And mm-hmm. Keyshawn Vaughn is just a guy. So, like, what what am I missing there? Like, he's got a shot. He's got a one-year contract. It's not making any money. So, like, they're going to – they may give him a shot, you know. Uh, he ran, he's got, like, over 3,000 yards his last two years at Syracuse. Like, I don't know. Third round, you could do you could do worse. I mean, odds of hitting anybody in the th- late third round is is very small. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go max testosterone and take the third running back for my team. All right. That a kid. This is the most Jordan draft I've ever seen. What's up? All running backs. <laughs> the most Jordan Not, draft ever. That, that's old Jordan. Jordan's pivoted. Jordan's all wide receivers all the time now, baby. Yeah, let's <laughs> go. Have you seen his last draft? So uh, many wide receivers. I loved it. Um. Oh, this is a tough one. 311. I'm a competitive team, so I'm trying to look for somebody who can maybe contribute to this team right away. There's not a lot of those names left here, but there's one guy who's been getting some hype on a team that doesn't have a very deep depth chart there at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Puka Nakua. Puka. Not who I thought you were going to take. No? Me either. But I love the name, so I'm so proud of you yeah. for taking that guy. Who do you think I was going to take? Better be drafted. I, I've been seeing a lot of Tyler Scott hype lately. I thought that was where you're going. Oh, more I Tyler thought, Scott. I thought hype? you were going Tyler Scott too. That's where I thought you were going. There was I. I was kind of buying into some Tyler Scott hype before the draft. I don't know that I love the Chicago landing spot. That or the Schoon Man, just for the sake of singing the song. <laughs> There's a Scoonman song? Spoonman. Scoonman. Oh, man. <laughs> Educate yourself. Uh, I'm lacking. Yep. All right. We're going to round out our final round here. 
Ritter, who are you going with? As the reigning champion, and uh, in all my greatness, um, you know, I, I actually uh. will say caveat. <laughs> I know, it's it's hard to be king. Um, I will say, I would be very tempted to go Israel. <laughs> and we for the record, he won no championships last year. We <laughs> the order. I, but, 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 I, you know, yeah, you're drafting with that mentality, and with this pick, I would be that guy. So, but I, I look, my, appreciate I you guy. really like buying into the role. Yeah, like, this you, is straight up like role playing. Walking <laughs> Phoenix level. He's invested in the character. He is Team 12. He is, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep, I don't know how you yep. transitioned from Team 8 to Team 12 so fast, but man, you are killing it right now. Keep it going. Uh, yes. Uh, but anyway, as Undisputed King, I will say I, <laughs> I, I am really tempted if my team, and I do like Izzy uh, Abanaconda here, if I had Hall on my team, I would take him without question as insurance. Um, but I actually was eyeing uh, getting Luke Shoemaker here, and that's what I'm going to go. Um, not Schoon because of the song, which man. I can <laughs> I have to look that up now. Uh, that's my homework for the night. But I he only do know it because he's a Dallas fan. I have no idea what he's talking about either. So, oh Jordan, you got me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's half. It. I, I don't feel as bad. Um, but no, I do like the situation. I do like that, um, you know, Schultz was a good tight end and, uh, you know, Dak has been known to use them. And it's a good talent, a good use of, uh, you know, uh, I just lost my train of thought, but um, good valuation in the pick. And so you looking at all that, some long-term value, he could really come and develop into something, and I don't need a win, uh, an immediate contributor, so I can wait on this uh, with a roster that's already won. So looking at all those factors, I think that that's a, a solid play to kind of sustain um, some winning, and there is a chance that he can contribute a little bit. I do like the whiplash of you drafting like the two fastest guys in the league and then drafting maybe the slowest with your last pick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally planned it. All right, Jordan, you want to do a little team by team breakdown? Yeah, let's do it. So the first team overall, the worst team in the league, drafts B. John Robinson in the first, Jonathan Mingo in the second, and Sam Laporta in the third. Uh, how are you guys feeling about that uh, that draft for a, a full rebuild team? I think they are gonna you're gonna see an uptick in points this next season. I th- you probably start well. You definitely start Bijan, regardless of who you, who's on your team. And I think unless you outright tanked, you're probably gonna play Mingo at some point. So I think yeah, there's a chance that all three end up in a roster for this team, depending on what their tight end position looked like before as a you know full rebuild team. You know, there's a chance Laporte gets on the field and. I mean, there's a chance that all three of those guys end up in a roster for a, you know, team that's drafting 101. Yes, very nice. Uh, at the 102, Anthony Richardson. In the 202, Kendra Miller. And 302, Josh Downs. Uh, what do you, 
Zach, what do you think about this team that you drafted here? I think they absolutely killed it. <laughs> okay, Ritter, what do you think of the team Zach drafted here? I think they did absolutely awful. No, um, I really... <laughs> <laughs> Got to balance it somewhere in the middle. Um, no, I, I like it. Um, as I was talking up, like Josh Downs a little bit, uh, so I do like the value there at the third. Um, you get that high, high ceiling for Anthony Richardson. He might be the gold crown that we talk about in a couple of years from this. And uh, Kendra Miller also can be an immediate contributor, uh, but also has a lot of long-term promise and a good talent. So I like it. All right, at the 1-3, Bryce Young, 2-3, Dalton Kincaid, and 3-3, Arizona's Michael Wilson. Uh, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed with my Dalton Kincaid pick here, thinking more on you know what I've learned this offseason about the value of rookie tight ends and how, you know how it changes over the course of time. I think maybe for this team, it probably would have been better to take either Marvin Mims or Jaden Reed and add a wide receiver to that room and uh, forego the tight end. Dalton Kincaid has a lot of upside, but uh, I think just for return on value, uh, those those might have been smarter picks there at the 2-3. What do you guys think? That's probably the route that I would have went to. I, I probably would have went with a wide receiver there, Mims or, or Reed, um, just because of where like being the 1-3, that low of a – a draft position and what you're building for. I mean, you, there's, there's those tight ends, Musgrave and, you know, stuff like that, that you could have probably gotten a third round as opposed to Wilson, which is also just a dart throw, just like some of those other tight ends. But Kincaid, like you said, has the chance to be a really good tight end too. So it's not terrible, but I probably would have went wide receiver. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a tight end rookie hater, unless you're Kyle Pitts or, uh, that guy coming out next year, but like those are unicorns, and I mean Kincaid's like a, a junior unicorn. He's athletic, like I, a junior unicorn. Yeah, you know it's it's justifiable. I think like unicorn. I'm not super high on Mims in in Denver, um, but you know I, I could see it, and that you know Young is the right pick there. I think Kincaid, you, you're looking long term. I, I I could I could see it. I think All I'm right, like the one that's four. on tight ends. And so you definitely are. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, th- I think that actually you're being a little bit too hard on yourself. I think it's a pretty good valuation, especially if you're planning to, if you're not planning to immediately compete, you're going to try to go in on those premium picks the next year too. I think it's a good move. All right. At four, we got CJ Stroud two four Michael Mayer and three, four Hendon hooker. So this team takes no running backs, no wide receivers in this draft. Uh, you know, it's a super flex draft. Uh, you could very well be at the one four because you don't have startable quarterbacks. So I think this is a, a good spot if you can land Hen and Hooker in the third round that, you know, you can add two quarterbacks, one who you're certainly going to be able to start for the next couple years. Uh, you know, three, three to five years for sure of, of they're going to give CJ Stroud the opportunity being the second overall pick. And then Hendon Hooker, a guy who, you know, we'll just, we'll see what happens. But like you, you know, pointed out, the golf situation isn't like a long-term stable situation right now. So uh, he, he could very well have an opportunity. So I, I think this is a really, uh, you know, pretty good draft for being here at four. Michael Mayer in the uh, second round is not all that bad. But I think, you know, I have the same valuation of 
maybe tight end is not the the best play here, but um, I want to congratulate this team. And this is this is me being a little rude, but this is me being honest. Uh, congratulations on getting Caleb Williams next year with that draft. <laughs> I so hundred <laughs> percent. I I as the that's part of the strategy. As the draft process and now the post draft draft process has gone on, like maybe I'm buying too much into it, but like Stroud's fading for me. Uh, I've seen Gibbs go ahead of him a lot, and I think that's what I'm going to do in our league. Spoiler alert! Um, with that fourth pick, uh, whereas I could justify Kincaid, I don't really see justification for Mayer there. I mean, if if you're into him, you're into him. I I don't see it, but I am often wrong, especially on. I mean, everybody's wrong on tight ends, and then as I said, I'm I'm out on hookers. So. I, it's it's not my favorite class. There. Okay. Yeah, the Stroud I didn't mind. The Mayor I probably would have went with a wide receiver or running back over Mayor there, just because of the tight end. Just a hit rate and B just what that what that type of team would need more than a tight end. I mean, you can pick up that you can trade for some sort of a tight end that's starting, you know, or something like that. But I would, I would hold off on taking mayor that early uh, personally. Well, and like I said, like, and again, I, nobody knows tight ends, but Laporta went what, like nine picks later and I've got him valued higher. I mean, I feel like you could probably get mayor later, even in that round. If you can even trade up, you know, some leagues you can't. So you, you take your guy, if you believe in him, go get him. True. All right, at five, Jameer Gibbs, uh, two, five, Marvin Mims, and three, five, Zach Evans. Um, this was Brandon's pick. So, uh, Ritter, why don't you tell us what you think of this draft here? I, I think it's very solid overall, you know, except for the homerism in the middle there. Um, you know, um, now Gibbs, very solid. I wouldn't be uh, opposed to, like Zach saying, uh, getting him earlier if you're really in love with the talent and you don't really think that uh, someone like Shroud your guy, so him falling to you and him in other drafts going as the two, uh, you know, the, uh, the one quarterback league. So I love the talent, love the landing, and uh, Mim's very solid overall. Uh, I'm not the biggest uh, Zach Evans uh, believer, so I that's an, you know, I can give or take that one, but in terms of value and overall quality, I think it's uh, it's great all across the board. Sweet. At 1-6, Jackson Smith and Jigba. 2-6, Roshan Johnson. Luke Musgrave at 3-6. Uh, Brandon, how are you feeling about uh, what happened here at the sixth pick? I like this. I don't want to give Zach too much credit here, but um, I do like this one. JSN getting him... You know, one six, obviously super flex. That's pretty common, you know, where he's going to land. But I like the Roshan Johnson pick at the two six spot. Um, you know, I could see him going before that in some drafts, uh, but I, I really like that. I like his landing spot there. The Musgrave one is, you know, that's that's just a dart throw. I mean, a tight end in the third round, you never really know who you're going to end up with. And, you know, we we aren't sure really where the passing is going to go in green Bay. So I don't mind that one at all either. So overall, I think that's pretty good, pretty solid draft spot right there. Agreed. Uh, I picked at seven. I took Jordan Addison in the first Jaden Reed at two, seven. All right. With the seventh pick one, seven, 
Yeah, uh, Jordan Addison. Then at 2-7, I took Jaden Reed. And 3-7, Dwayne McBride. Uh, Zach, what do you think of what happened here with the seventh pick? I think uh, I think he absolutely killed it. That that's It's maybe my favorite class, and it unfortunately wasn't mine. Um, I mean, Addison's going to have uh, that that feeling where he's going to get targets. He's going to slot in immediately, you know, and uh, Jefferson's going to get that double coverage. Um, I think Reed is criminally undervalued. I don't know how good he is, but, you know, going to a good offense or what could be a good offense as a second-round pick um, to get him this late is awesome. And then, you know, McBride's kind of a dart throw, but if if Cook is gone, there's going to be opportunity there. So I, I really like it, top to bottom. Thank you. I love uh, What's up, Ritter? Oh I, no! I'm just saying I loved your like that. You you did a great job. McBride at three seven was great. I wanted him at the the nine spot, so that was a that was a nice pick right there too. Awesome! You always love when your league mates are disappointed that you took the guy. Um, yes. So the eighth pick, uh, Will Levis at one eight, Tajay Spears at two eight, and Cedric Tillman at three eight. Uh, I think oh, this. Risky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the all Tennessee team. I I like that you really shot for the upside here. I mean, I personally have Quentin Johnston ahead of Will Levis, uh, and maybe even Zay Flowers and Zach Charbonnet. But uh, you know, if you're a team that needs a quarterback and you're sitting here, you're you know you're the one eight spot. So you're you're you know looking at being a playoff team this year, and you need a way to get over the hump. If you are hurting at quarterback, Will Levis is a great shot to take going early in the second round. We've seen some of these early second round guys succeed in the NFL and at least get the shot. So in a super flex league, you got to draft quarterbacks who are going to get onto the field. And it seems like, yeah. you know, Will Levis will likely get on by his second year, like at least get a chance. So, um, and Ty J Spears, you know, He's the backup to Derrick Henry, who's 30 years old. So that's it's just not going to last forever. Derrick Henry is a, a different dude than most dudes, but he's he, still not going to last forever. Well, the, a quarterback is in Superflex is never cheaper than when you can draft him because a starting quarterback goes for more than a first. You know, if yeah. you're to trade for him, so you know, take your shot there, especially as a as a playoff team. If you can add a starting quarterback, I mean, if if nothing else, that gives you value. For sure, for sure. Uh, one nine, uh, Brandon took Quentin Johnston at two nine, Rishi Rice, and at three nine, Tank Dell. So Ritter, you want to talk about this team? Uh, I, I kind of hate it, to be fair. Um, uh, you know, I as I mentioned, I I'm not the biggest QJ fan. Um, a lot of risk. He's he's one of the highest upside guys. So uh, I don't knock the pick, especially where it's at. So I think it's solid. Um, but Tank Dell's just so small, like the historic value for short people, like people under 5'9 is just such a, I think there's only like in the last 30 years, like three receivers that have been of fantasy value at that level. Don't hate on the um, short guys. Give him a chance. Hey, look, I loved Wes Welker. He was my guy for a long time. But like, you know, just the the odds that you're fighting against, like that's a third, so that's fine. Um, I do like Rishi Rice. Um, he wasn't someone who was really on my radar before the pick, but uh, with the, the receivers that have left, 
And with the quarterback and where you're getting him, I think that's fantastic. This is a team that just, you know, just on the outer skirts of the playoffs. So you can definitely do a lot worse. And there's a lot of long-term potential here with these players too, uh, with the first two especially. So I think that with most people, they'll love this. Just personal valuation, not my cup of tea. Um, but uh, I do see the value, and I think it's um, logically a very solid uh, series of picks. Yeah, it's like super high floor or super high ceiling, super low floor. On exactly, they were all high risk plays. Like they all were. Yep. But if you're a playoff team that isn't quite getting there to the championship, that's what you need is you know to take shots on guys who can maybe get you over the hump. Like you know, adding the wide receiver. 30 to your team is probably not what gets you over the hump. So a guy like QJ is perfect for a team like this, where it's like, you know, if he doesn't pan out, you probably have other good wide receivers and you're going to be fine. But if it does pan out, it very well might be the difference in you being, you know, uh, a playoff team or a championship team. So, and don't get me wrong. Uh, what is it? Uh, Keenan Allen is older uh, Mike, Dan- uh, Mike, not Daniels, but Mike Williams is also not the youngest receiver. Both have injury histories. Uh, you have a fantastic offense. You have a wonderful young quarterback in, uh, you know, Herbert. So everything is there. And also he's one of the most physically gifted receivers in this class, which was kind of underwhelming in terms of that regard. So for somebody and, that hates this team, you sure are talking it up really good. <laughs> I, I mean, like I can I can say that I'm not the biggest fan of the player, and I could fade him personally. I'm gonna still draft him if he comes to me because I'm not gonna negate, you know, I'm not gonna just look a gift horse in the mouth. But I'm just saying, I'm being completely honest. It's not my guy, but I do respect the pick. All right, so it, was, one... it was beautiful. I, know. <laughs> I like it. At 110, uh, we had Zach Charbonnet, 210, Tank Bigsby, 310, Sean Tucker. Uh, Brandon, how are you feeling about this high T draft for, that Zach did at the 110? The highest of T. Honestly, um, if you're in the 110 spot, you're, you're, it's similar even to the 19. Like you're, you're looking for that player that could end up, you know, not to risk or talk injury on anybody, but benefit like greatly from an injury and end up being a great player. And both Charbonnet and Bigsby, if something was to happen to ETN or Walker, they're going to jump right into a decent offense in Seattle and a really good offense in Jacksonville and be very beneficial this year even. Um, and long-term, you know, they do have two young running backs behind them, but I both think that they're going to get the opportunity. I really like it. And like he said with Tucker, I mean, if they give him the chance to get on the field and prove himself, he could turn into something. I mean, he was a good running back in college. Who knows what we're going to see out of him? So overall, yeah, you know, for a, for a competing team, I, I don't mind it at all. I mean, it was a lot of high risk players, but you know, once you get into the second and third round and you're a competing team, you're just looking for that dart throw. And one of those guys could pan out. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny because the one nine and one ten, like one nine goes all wide receivers. One ten goes all running backs. This could easily happen to a competing team in a draft where you're set at one position like you. You know, you've got several starters who are great, who basically are never going to leave your lineup unless they get hurt. 
And so you're looking to fill out a different roster spot. And, uh, you know, you should never be like set on, oh, I'm going to draft three wide receivers or, oh, I'm going to draft three running backs. But if that's the way the board falls and it fits your team needs, then that's perfect. So it seems like that's kind of what happened here. Um, at 111, Zay Flowers, one, or I'm sorry, 211, Chase Brown, and 311, Puka Nakua. Uh, who is I going to have to talk about this one? Zach? Yeah, Zach, what do you think? Well, I, I'm I'm higher than most on Zay Flowers, and uh, um, they came out yesterday and said that Baltimore is going to throw more, run less. Yeah, you know, take you know, it's off season; it's all smoke and mirrors until it's not. But uh, if that's true, I you know I I said in the last episode um, they clearly don't believe in Bateman, um, and I don't think Physics believes in OBJ's knees anymore. So Wolf. he's got a he's got a hell of a shot, and you know with Brown. I mean, Mixon's been healthy the past couple of years. He didn't start his career super healthy. He's he's hit that age apex at 26. Uh, potential legal problems. I'm not going to get into it. I don't know. Hopefully, nothing bad happens. Um, so, I mean, th- there's there's potential there. And then he drafted the absolute elite name of Puka Nakua. So that's an A plus right there. <laughs> Puka Nakua is uh, it could be fun. He could be fun. He's, he's if got nothing else, there. you get to say Puka Nakua. So. Exactly, exactly. He's going to be a guy who, uh, if I draft him in the third round of our rookie draft, I'm going to just believe in him for probably four years, even if he does nothing. Yeah. So. I'll have like, I'll have like three catches throughout the season. He'd be like, man, that's my guy. Man, did you see that one catch he had in week seven? Or <laughs> it was it was phenomenal. I know it was his only catch of the game, but it was great. Middle of the second quarter in a blowout, but Puka yeah. Nakua, man. Puka Nakua. Um, all right, 112, Devin a- Devon A-Chain, 212, Jalen Hyatt, 312, Luke Shunemaker. Uh, especially the first two picks of this, I love for a team that was the championship winner last year. You're taking speed, you're taking upside. Um, if these guys don't pan out, it's not the end of the world. Uh, but a chain is absolutely electric. We're hearing camp reports. I know we're hearing camp reports on everybody, but uh, you know he's fast, and they're gonna keep talking about how fast he is, and he's on a team that wants to play fast. So. Uh, we'll see what that opportunity looks like as the offseason goes on, but it's a great swing at the 112. And then Jalen Hyatt is nice. And Shunemaker, you know, late in the third round, you just take your guys. Uh, Shunemaker could very well have opportunity. And so, you know, he might be a playable backup tight end for a team that is uh, trying to win a championship and everybody gets a bye week. So you're going to need somebody to play tight end behind, you know, this team probably has a good tight end, but you need a guy who can play in the bye. So yeah, I'm good with it. I like it. Overall. I like, you know, most of the teams. I mean, I think they were all pretty well built. I mean, we all agree on a few things that we probably would have changed once it's done, but you know, that's something to look at, you know, doing these mocks and listening to these mocks before you go into your rookie drafts is, just looking at things that, you know, maybe you were thinking before going in and and why you would look at that different perspective, you know, when you actually go into these drafts. So, you know, it was good good to talk through it because at the time, you know, some of these picks sounded like really good, but then once you finish out your draft and you look at it and you're like, man, I could have done, you know, this a little bit different. And so that's the benefit of doing mocks and walking through these is because you kind of get to see what you could have done different and what would have fell to you. 
Yeah. Yep, that's why you mock. Also, we've all Some been there. Don't, where you get kind of don't be those people who don't get it. Yeah, well, you know, you get paralyzed what, by choice. What's up, Ritter? So, I said sometimes you get that paral- yeah. uh, get paralyzed by choice. So you go in there, you think that you know what you want, and then you see there's a couple options that you kind of somebody dropped or the guys that you wanted uh, kind of were taken. So you want to panic. You want to be able to kind of game plan a few different options. Uh, look at. Um, a few different ways. Like I like to mock uh, taking a few different uh, approaches. So some things I'm going to be like, hey, I'm just going to fade a lot of receivers. Uh, other ones I'm just going to go receiver. Everything's like that. Uh, some things like, hey, I want to have a win now team. I want to win later. Uh, sometimes I'm like, I'm envisioning I'm not going to be competing this year. So uh, embracing those long term projects. So I think it's it's good to have different approaches so that when it comes to you and you're making the critical choice on game day, you know, you you have a few ways to pivot. Heck yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for episode 63 of this podcast. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Um, you can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. You can find me at BCFF underscore Zach. That's Z-A-K. Ritter, do you have a Twitter you want to give out or just have them reach uh, us you to can find me out on the streets, bash on guys. how bad your mock drafts were? <laughs> yeah, um, figures. You can meet me at the local Denny's and, uh, you know, we'll hash it out. Uh, so, no, dude, we're, we're good. Like, uh, I don't got a Twitter, Twitter yet. Thanks for joining us for the mock. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, we will see you guys this weekend. Might be a little different. We'll have to talk about when we're going to get the next episode at because we will be um, going to our draft the following weekend. So we'll try and get an episode out before that um, to everybody. So uh, tune in for that one, and we appreciate everybody. Thank you guys very much. You guys have a good night. Bye.